0: Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're gonna talk about real life in its raw form.
1: Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living
0: our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to another episode of the In Raw Life podcast. We are in self-care mode. We are in self-care month. Well, self-care two months because that's how much self-care you should really be giving yourself. Two months worth in an entire year. (laughs) But anyway, spread out over
1: the year. Yes. (laughs) Not all at once. You might lose your job. You know, I bet if we did, sorry, I bet if we did the math on it, maybe that would be the correct amount. I know that's what I'm saying on a basic level. It should be at least I'm seriously, I'm going to do the math on this later. I cannot wait (laughs) next, (coughs) excuse me, next episode. You can come (laughs) back
0: and tell us what your, what the math is. Um, But anyway, if you've been with us so far this month, you know that if not, um, we're diving into the eight different types of self-care, uh, and they're all so like, they very much are different, but so good, so exciting and not that difficult. I feel like when you break it up into these eight separate ones, it's like, oh, I can do that. That's not, that's not daunting. That's not like, oh, I don't have time for that. Like, no, I actually can do that. So anyway, that's what we're going over. Do you want to reveal what today's
1: special self-care is, Jessica? Yes, I will. Okay. Today's self-care is
0: <gasps> emotional
1: <gasps> self-care. <laughs> emotional self-care. So based off, you know, the, the Instagram post that spurred this idea of these two months, what, how they defined emotional self-care is the actions we take to regulate and cope with our emotions to handle the highs and lows of life. Their examples of the give are, you know, therapy and journaling. And this, you know, I honestly thinking right now, is like the number one thing type of self-care that everyone absolutely must do. Like mm-hmm. if you want to be your best version of yourself, just like we always talk about and want to show up for yourself and for others in the world or anything like this is key is taking care of your own emotions, because this is something I've really come to learn over probably like the past five plus years or whatever is we are completely in charge of our own reactions, emotions, feelings, all of that. Like, yes, when you're in like a certain partnership or relationship things, no one else is in charge of it. They can affect it and they should be concerned about how you feel, whatever they did made you feel, but they don't need to take ownership of it. You don't need to take ownership of other people's feelings. You can only own up to yourself. Like, So this is, it's a huge piece and it's something that I know Sierra and I both work on a lot. Like we've both done therapy in various forms. Sierra journals a little more than I do because but that's what writer. she loves to do. <laughs> it's best. <laughs> but like I I do the little bits of it because it really does help. Like even like writing out visions and writing out like your ideal life because or writing out any thoughts, happy thoughts, sad thoughts, because you've got to figure out what's going on. It's just like when I talk about brain dumping, like brain dumping the emotions and the thoughts. So you can see it and know what to do with it and then. Be able to self-regulate.
0: Yeah, this is one where I feel like there is so much to tap into. I mean, they say journaling and therapy, and at the beginning I said, you know, each of these self cares are something that you can do, no matter what, or like you can be like, oh, I can do that. And both therapy and journaling can seem daunting, but I don't think those are the only ways to work on your emotional self care. There's so many little things that you can do to, like, like just said, regulate throughout your day. Mm-hmm. So. It could be anything from like taking a deep breath when you feel yourself getting frustrated because Mm -hmm. that deep breath could be the difference between you lashing out on the person in front of you or calmly explaining something that is very, very irritating to you. Mm -hmm. Um, or it could also be taking a walk. Like I can tell when my husband's getting riled up, I'm like, just go take a walk, like take a walk. We'll come back. This issue will still be here Mm -hmm. when we come back. Um, and like, I do that too. Some like, not when I'm heated, I don't take a walk. I take a walk when I'm stressed. Cause that when you're stressed, you want to just like keep going. And it's like, I've got this deadline and I need to keep like pounding at it. But it's like, actually, if you pause for five minutes, 10 minutes max and take a walk around the neighborhood or around the office or whatever, like outside, not, not pacing in your room, then it gives you like, it, it, breaks that stress cycle. That's clouding your judgment and thinking and making your work harder. And it opens you up to be like, Oh yeah, that's right. And then you can like
1: get back to work and be, and be better at it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, going through listening to podcasts, reading books, going through therapy, individual, and like with other people, it's everything comes down to you being able to self-regulate because you can't have a like useful conversation with someone else about something that's disagreeable or a useful conversation with yourself or get through stress, like Sierra said, if you don't know how to handle your – one, acknowledge that you have the emotions. And two, know how to get yourself back to a level playing field so that you know what to do with said emotions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also find it fascinating um, just how like, it's so, I feel like when I was younger, I thought like I would look at a situation and I would just get so upset with someone because of whatever situation they did, you know, like, oh, how could they fill in the blank? And then I don't know if it's age or wisdom or maturity, probably like a little mix of all of it. But I just now realize like when somebody does something that is highly irritating, there's usually a reason behind it that is not the reason like that it seems you know and so it's like it's hard sometimes it's you definitely have to control your emotions and like m- like my kids are a perfect example of how easy it is quote unquote to control your emotions cuz some days they push all the right buttons and i just can't i'm like oh get in your room and i'm yelling back or whatever just cuz mm-hmm. i can't take it anymore and other days the exact same turn of events can happen But I'm like, okay, you're going to sit in your room now. Mm Mama's going to go out and have some coffee and and relax. When you're ready to have a conversation about it, we can. You know, it could be the exact same situation twice in one week and go one way or the other. And it has everything to do with like, how much have I taken care of myself today? How much have I shown up for me, for my emotions? Because if I'm not emotionally regulated, I surely can't help my child regulate his emotions. That's Mm -hmm. not possible.
1: Yeah. And I'll even say like, you know, in the case of having kids and the outbursts like that, the more it becomes a habit of you self-regulating your emotions and knowing the triggers, the less you lash out. Like it still happens. Of course. Like we're all human. Yeah. But like I even notice in myself, the fact, like, even if I'm having a crappy day or something's going on and I'm stressed out and it's a time where I might have lashed out at Emily before, the times are less because I, like, the habit of self-regulating mm-hmm. kicks in to stop. Yeah. And I have this conversation with her all the time, especially this past year with, like, all of her focus stuff. And she's been to brain balance and they helped a little bit with, like, emotional regulation stuff too. Um, the one thing that they say to her a lot. And so I use it all the time now, especially when something's going on. She's like, I just can't control it. And I say, Emily? who's in control of Emily? And she says, I am. I was like, you're the, like, I'm the only one in control of me. Mm-hmm. You're the only one in control of you. What you say, how you act, what you do. Um, and then she's, <laughs> it's funny when you like talk about you being younger and getting so irritated with other people because she gets that way. She's just like, why are they not doing the right thing? No matter if it like yeah. affects her or not. And <laughs> and I say to her, I'm like, well, number one, you can't control that. It's not within your power. That's okay. So you got to let it go. <laughs> and also like there is always something underlying, like usually some sort of emotional thing. You know, I've, t- mm. I've taught her the hurt people, hurt people. And it's not an excuse for what they do to you. But at least you can understand and like have that slight edge of compassion towards them while still knowing how to handle them and not allow them to, you know, stand up for yourself and not allow them to harm you or whatever. Yeah.
0: Another thing you, you mentioned that is so important. And I feel like I'm really only just now learning this, which is crazy, but maybe not, maybe not crazy. Maybe it's normal. Is the oh, fact normal. that what
1: probably normal, probably normal
0: Um, is the fact that like I am not in control of how you feel about me, just like you are not in control of how I feel about you. Like, I can't ever, like, I'm such a people pleaser, right? And I, as a writer, too, I have found ways in my life to write out the reasons of why this is acceptable, the thing that I did, and why you should also think that's okay, and to stop judging me because this is an okay thing. And I'm only just now really, realizing that it doesn't matter, like whether I can convince you or not that I've done the right thing ultimately doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a lot of wasted effort because what I, like, if I can actually convince you to change your mind on an important subject, that's one thing. But if I'm just trying to convince you to change your mind on your opinion of me, like why, why does it matter? And it's something I'm definitely still working on, but just understanding that <clears throat> no matter what, at the end of the day, I can never control how you will view me, how you will feel about me, how you will judge me, you know? Cause and look, we can be a highly judgmental society. And so even if I look like I've got it all together and I've made it, I've checked all the boxes and it seems like I'm in this perfect little, whatever, like you could still be like, yeah, but her hair color, I just don't <laughs> like brunettes, you know, <laughs> like whatever you just, there's no pleasing everyone. And so, um, I've just this, these past few months, I've been in a place of understanding that I have to take like action that serves me and my family, or sometimes in the case of my family, I have to take action that serves me, even though it is not, it doesn't make my husband happy, but if I don't take that moment and usually he doesn't care, it's me thinking like, oh, he's going to be so mad that I'm going to the coffee shop right now because he's sick at home with the kids. You know what? Like he may be, he may not be either way me getting out of the house to finish work instead of yelling at everyone while I'm trying to work is so much better for me. I have to make that decision no matter what he may or may not think of me, which is just,
1: yeah. Yeah, You know, that's totally normal. I think that's how we, I I feel like that's how most of us are, if not all, like I don't want to make In
0: our thirties, I thought the thirties you stopped caring.
1: (laughs) No, I until you go through learning, like not everybody learns this too. That's why it's so important that we do this and get the word out. Yeah. And I'm ex- like, I've said this before and who knows, it'll be interesting to see Emlyn in her thirties because I'm always <laughs> like, oh, you know, like I'm going through this and I'm so upfront with her and I share this knowledge with her and try to teach her too. like, maybe she'll be the super coolest, most well-rounded human being ever. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> or maybe she'll go to therapy and be like, oh, my childhood, my mom made me be a good talk about my feelings. <laughs> talk about yeah, who knows? I mean she has zero problems. I didn't make her talk about her feelings. I she know has zero problem with that. <laughs> um but yeah and kind of along the lines of what you were saying, I learned this even during my marriage because anytime I mean I was so I was a military wife, so that was like my identity, which was not healthy. And um anytime that like he was having something stressful happening at work Or whatever it was, and he was like a problem. I was like, I went into problem-solving mode because that's what I do. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: you know, want to make things okay for the people that I love. And so I I, I, like took it, his emotional stress and stuff on myself, which was not healthy for me, nor was it healthy for us. And like trying to help him fix it. And then I started to realize towards the end of the marriage, I was like, that's not helping anybody. Like I just need to be here for him. (laughs) And I'm still allowed to be myself and have my own emotions and like be happy or sad or whatever I'm feeling. So that, I feel like that's a huge emotional lesson, especially when we're so close to somebody Mm -hmm. kind of figuring out how to separate your emotions or like not stop yourself from doing something like going to the coffee shop because you're afraid of how the person Mm -hmm. is handling things
0: yeah and I I like I think you hit the nail on the head there because it's all like, oh well, I can make it better for him, right? Like, oh, he's stressed, so let me take on this and this and this because he I need to make it better for him. but in the end, like he's the only one that can make it better for him mm-hmm. in in both cases in your marriage and in mine, like you, like if they're not handling it well, they're not handling on it on well. them. yeah There's nothing we can do in order like in order to fix it and so you know, that's, <laughs> that's not our responsibility. And I think it is like, a that has been something that has been extremely helpful for my marriage is when I stopped putting that on me. Cause I don't think, I'm not sure how it was in yours, but like in mine, he's not trying to put that on me at all. In fact, a lot of times he's like, like he's, he doesn't even understand why I've taken that on myself. He's like, I'm just talking. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but you're so stressed and the house is mm-hmm. stressful now. <laughs> we got to light a candle, mm-hmm. like just to burn off the stress. <laughs> I've never done that, but it's funny. Um, Anyway, but for him, he's just like venting; like he's just he's stressed and wants it, like just needs to let it out. And meanwhile, I'm trying to help and fix it, mm -hmm. and that's sometimes it's just making it worse. But once I learned to just like hear him, calmly support him, say okay. I'm going to go like, you know, like you, you keep doing that. I'm going to go take care of this now. Not
1: because you need me
0: to, but because I need to. And like, we just move on and it, it's worked so much nicer.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I learned this during my marriage too. And I, I tell everybody, especially when anybody talks to me about, I mean, any relationship issues is when each person in the relationship takes like full responsibility of their own happiness. Cause again, just like our feelings, like only we control our happiness and our joy or whatever. That's when, like when each person takes care of it and makes sure that it's healthy. Yeah. That's when the relationship is solid. Mm -hmm.
0: I was thinking earlier too, when you talked about journaling and how journaling isn't like your, your, something you do a lot. Um, Sometimes I even am like, I don't have time for journaling because when I journal, I write pages on Mm. pages on pages. (laughs) So sometimes I don't have time, but um, for me, like I am an external processor. So like I need to process it in some way, whether like Mm -hmm. written or out loud. So like another way, I think like we'll get to social self-care eventually, but separately from that, I think just having somebody that you can confide in Mm-hmm. um, like a therapist, you know, if you've got a good friend that you can trust, if you've got, like, if you could talk to your spouse or your a parent, somebody that you can just like talk through a situation before it escalates. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, like if, you know, if you're coming home from work and you're stressed all the time and not, and like just bottling it up, it's going to explode. But if you have some sort of release, whether it's journaling, whether it's Maybe even talking to yourself in the shower and working through the problems. you know there's got there's got to be some way for you to process through your emotions. And then one thing that we teach in our course is you have to sleep it off. Like sleep is so essential for your brain to emo- like to process all of the emotions and then you wake up the next day with a better understanding of what actually happened versus the heightened emotion that you carry with you to bed. Like your brain is set up to process through that. And make it better tomorrow. And so. Yeah, I've even
1: realized finally, (laughs) in like the past couple of years that I need at least a day or two to like fully process as much as like I'm fine with change. I need a couple a day or two to fully process. A big change that feels like it was like thrown at me from like left field to figure out how I really feel about it, what's really going on, and what I'd really like to do about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so true. Cause so many times it's like, well, I just got to figure this out. I just have to figure it out. I got to give him the answer today. And you don't like, you have every ability to say, I'll get back to you by Friday. I'll get back to you next week. Because like every time you sleep on it, like you get to process it all day. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about it in the shower. Journal it if you want. Talk to your spouse. Call your therapist. Like, there's so much more time for you to process through it and then sleep on it. And so, yeah, definitely, definitely give it some space. And then also allow others space too. Like, if you know that you're asking something big of someone or, you know, whatever the case may be, like, give them space to process. Don't demand an answer from them right away because there's. Mm-hmm they're like rushing an answer is never going to lead to what you ultimately want being able to discuss and process through it together or separate and come back to it is what's going to give you the best solution overall yeah did we do it again I
1: think we did I
0: <laughs> by golly i agree well thanks for joining us um thanks for the fact that you keep coming back we really appreciate it We would love to have you be part of the show. Oh my gosh. We didn't even do our intro, our normal intro of don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Um, And if you want to be a part of the show, then send us what balance means to you. You can send that to hello at inrawlife.com. And we might feature you at the beginning of an episode.
1: Yeah. And if you want to join a whole bunch of like-minded women, because, we are pretty women focused, but we love our men who listen to, then you can join our Facebook group, Work-Life Balance for Empowered Unstoppable Women. Because part of empowering ourselves is our emotions, our self-care, all of that. Uh, And that's what brings, what I or potentially we believe bring balance to our lives It's all of these components together that we talk about. Until next week, I really hope that you do something, take action on something, even if it takes just five minutes of your day to think about your emotions, think about your feelings, listen to a podcast, read a book about it, watch a YouTube video about regulating emotions, journal about it. Just something that will help you figure out you and take your control back. Like take your control back of your feelings because that is what is going to empower you. Nothing funny, (laughs) bye.